Hey dreamers, I'm Joe Pardo and my guest today is making his dreams come true by surrounding himself with the right people, uh, which I, I always agree with. I, there's like a saying or something like that where uh, you, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang out with and, and all that. And the thing is, is as, as you know, I know as, as I grow and my circle grows and the people I hang out with, um, I, I mean, I still have people that I've known since I was little and I still hang out with them a lot, but, uh, you know, that average of five is, is a tough thing to, for me. And, and I think as, as, uh, my guest today would agree, as you grow that it's, uh, it's tough. Uh, it can be tough to, um, to see that, like the, the, the tree through the forest thing, but it really is, is still there for you. Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show and I, and I want to get this right. Cause he, he even sent me in a, an enunciation cause he knew I was going to screw it up. Uh, Nitin Chodad. You, yeah, you, you nailed it. It's Choda, but you, Choda. you nailed oh, it. Choda. Uh, Chodad. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, you nailed it. Was reading what wasn't there. <laughs> no worries, Joe. How are we doing today? <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm living the dream. Oh, glad to hear that. I, I am as well. Um, so why don't we get started by giving some background about yourself? Because I know we, we have a really awesome background story uh, to tell. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, hi, dreamers. Uh, my name is Nitin Choda. I'm a physical therapist. I live in New Jersey with my wife and my two-year-old son. <laughs> and, uh, you know, love it. Uh, I actually moved to the U.S. in 2002 for the first time uh, as an immigrant. And I can tell you that I am the American dream because I moved to the U.S. with uh, – I had less than $500 in my, uh, you know, in my pocket. That was pretty much all the money I had in the world. At the time, and uh, and Joe, I've been through everything. I've been through, gosh, sleeping in my car, uh, living in a studio apartment with uh, several roommates, um, not having enough money to buy, you know, to buy uh, clothes in the winter, um, uh, losing my job, going bankrupt. What else? What else did I have? Um, um, and I've been through all of that delivering pizza not so i could make extra money but because that was the only way i could make money not knowing my fate uh to fast forward now running several multi-million dollar businesses employing 30 plus people all over the world and pretty much doing what i want all day uh, i mean i enjoy what i do don't get me wrong but um uh i i live life on my own terms today and a lot of that has to do with uh, three things a and none of those actually have to do with me because I look at myself as a hard worker, somewhat strategic, but I think the three key things are one, the fact that America affords you the kinds of opportunities that you, you won't get anywhere else in the world. That's just, you know, that's just the way things are. Number two, like you said, I surrounded myself with the right people. And number three, I'm a hustler. You know, when I saw an opportunity, I grabbed it with both hands. So I think, I think uh, though, you know, so that that's why I am where I am today. Oh, I, I, I love it. And so, um, when you when you got here, well, what country did you immigrate from? Uh, India, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Was it hard for you to to get here in the first place? Um, well, yes. Yeah, so when I I came to the U.S. on what they call as a work visa, so um, you know I, I came in to work for somebody. Uh, it wasn't hard in the sense that you know I, I had someone who wanted to hire me and who filled out the paperwork, but you know so that was the beginning. Um, but, but the hard part was once I got here to sort of adjust to a different culture to, uh, I didn't know anybody. Remember I came here all alone and then all the struggles I went through, uh, 
I think getting through that is what what made me stronger and what what I think all entrepreneurs should be prepared for because at the end of the day, if you're going to run your own business, in my case, immigrate to a different country in the hopes of starting a new life, which is sort of you know even a, a little bit more complex. But as an entrepreneur, um, you need to be prepared for anything, Joe. In fact, if you think things are going to be easy, they're not. You know, welcome to the world of business. Things are always going to change. Things are going to adapt. You're going to face new challenges every day. In fact, if you don't face those challenges, it probably means you're not growing fast enough. And it probably means that you're not taking any initiative. So be prepared for, I mean, so I talked about some of my challenges when I was a nobody. I mean, uh, I mean, challenges when I when I have a successful business, we've been through everything. Uh, and fortunately, we continue to grow, you know, so I would say uh, it doesn't matter really where you begin. It matters where you end up and it matters uh, the decisions you make along the way. Yeah, I mean, the decisions you're making along the way now uh, are, are ones that are much more enjoyable, right? I mean, you still have you still have probably things in your business that you don't like to do, I would imagine. Um, but you know, not every you know not every the idea is to get to to twenty percent or less of what you don't like to do versus the eighty percent of what you do like to do. Correct. Um, and and I always say, and and I think you'll you'll really uh, resonate with this is is that entrepreneurs, uh, business owners in general. Uh, are, are professional problem solvers, right? Like that's that's really what our job title is. We wear a lot of different hats, but that's the that's the key one, I I believe. Right. No, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. And um, I think business throws things at you that you would not expect, um, and you need to be prepared for that because again, you know, um, you're gonna you're gonna encounter you're gonna. So if you let's put it this way. The kind of challenges you get when you're growing from zero to 50, 100, 200,000 uh, are completely different from the kind of challenges you'll get when you're trying to scale from 1 million to 5 million to 10 million or more. Most businesses don't even survive the first few years, let alone get to, you know, the 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, 20 million mark. Um, a very, you know, I would say less than 1% of businesses get to that point. But the kind of challenges you face, let me put it this way, the challenges you face to go from zero to, you know, making a reasonable salary as a business owner, those challenges include, hey, having a good product, marketing, basic customer service. Obviously, you have to, you know, do things that add value. Um, maybe having a couple of employees who support your vision, that's pretty much it. But to go from there to a truly scalable business, you need more than a good product. You need more than good systems. You need more than a couple of good employees. You need, uh, you know, you need to sort of, your role needs to evolve. If you're doing customer support for your business, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're not going to get to 5 million, 10 million, 20 million in sales. Uh, I think when we're at the time that we are recording this uh, interview, Jeff Bezos uh, is now the richest man in the world. And Amazon is projected to be the first Trillion dollar company, TRI trillion. Honestly, I don't even know how many zeros there are in a trillion. I, I don't. I think there's seventeen, but I'm not sure. No, um, no, it's because it's it's one more than than the billions. So billions would be nine. So it'd be it'd be ten for trillion. Oh, the CSC. Right? I said I didn't know. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, think I don't know. Ten. I, I um, oh, I'm gonna Google this because I I billion zero maybe i got that confused because of our trade deficit or something whatever but um, i think our trade deficits in the several trillions but anyway so um i don't think jeff my point was i don't think jeff bezos answers the phone when you call amazon that are was my you point. sure have you called amazon lately 
<laughs> he might. I mean, he might. And and and. But realistically, um, he you know it would behoove him to at least have his finger in it. And and like there's you know you, this is a rec- you know this call may be recorded for a customer su- re- representative. Blah 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 blah. Um, those messages are really important that that even like the top person understand like what's what's going on. Um, and that and that speaks to starting at the bottom and now you're here status of working through all of the different pieces of your business and and it's funny because like as a as a business consultant like yeah i i really am on the board with the whole it's your business and you should know everything about it but that doesn't necessarily mean you know everything about all of the things that need to be known right mm-hmm. there's a lot of unknown unknowns that business owners run into sure. um and and they just it's like just because i'm a bread maker or, or a baker uh and i love making bread doesn't necessarily mean that i know like book you know numbers and the books and like all these other systems and processes to make that, like you were saying, like how do you get out of? I'm the only customer support guy or Correct. girl in the in, this, in the business. Um, what I want to go back to is your um, story from the first steps you took when you were like, okay, I'm I'm not going to be delivering pizzas anymore. Well, which actually, by the way, <laughs> let me let me just start over because did did you come here on a work visa to deliver pizzas? No, no, no. What actually okay. happened? No, no, no. What actually happened was, I came here on a work visa to work as a um, as a fitness trainer, and so my visa was me working as a fitness trainer. The problem was, I lost my job um, because the 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 fitness training center I was working for went out of business. Oh. And so while I was waiting to you know um, to get all my paperwork in order, I had to find a way to make some money, and that's that. Because mm. there, there was nothing else I could do, um, so that was that. So, so okay, let's all right. So let's fast forward from there to go to what were some of the fir- the the first steps you took when you decided that you were going to not be sleeping in your car delivering pizzas anymore? I think, um, I think because I uh, because I worked as a personal trainer, I had a chance to um, work with a lot of you know wealthy people successful people i think successful is more important than wealthy uh, because a wealthy person isn't necessarily successful <clears throat> and um, most you know people who uh, are successful know how to handle their money so i think that i learned when i was training these clients that their approach towards money their approach towards life was quite different they had what i call as a wealth mindset and I think individuals who make money work for them, who attract money to them, who create the circumstances that cause money to move to them, who understand how money, you know, who understand the flow of money, um, tend to be, tend to have more money. I'll give you an example. Uh, I, I say this in, in all my interviews. Money that doesn't have morality. What I mean by that is, if money was directly linked to morality, Joe, then all you know, school teachers would be rich, all pastors would be rich, librarians would be rich, uh, drug dealers would be poor. You know, people who sell uh, porn <laughs> would be poor. Uh, people, you know, uh, so I think that the I think that the really successful people understand that uh, they need to create products, services, systems, companies that are inherently valuable that make people want to you know pay 
to you know so, so they they understand the importance of value exchange whereas those who have a what i call as a poverty mindset a poor relationship with money and i used to be that way let's be clear i used to be that way i still think my mother who lives with me is that way okay so we all know people who are that way individuals who have a poverty consciousness are always you know they don't focus on creating value to make money they think you know money is hard to get they become physically uncomfortable with spending money they sometimes get physically uncomfortable with making money and uh, they tend to think more about saving the pennies as opposed to making the hundreds and thousands of dollars so the the short answer to your question is i was able to fortunately meet people who had the right relationship with money and then i looked around and i said to myself hey my future is not going to be delivering pizzas but my future is going to be starting a business and then you know marketing that business and uh, creating scale in my in in what i do so that i don't have a one to one relationship uh with my customers but a one to many relationship with my customers so so the 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 original business that you started was uh was what exactly uh i mean we still we still uh, you know that business is still a very important part of our overall portfolio it was called therapy it is called therapynewsletter.com it's an email newsletter marketing software for physical therapists uh who uh who are too busy to you know write articles write newsletters so we write the content it gets automatically sent to their patients and they get to customize it with their information um and so it's a, it's it's like an eye contact or a mailchimp but specifically for physical therapists uh with content already pre-created for them so that was our first business back in 07 08 and you know we're um, we're still uh, we're still doing great today and we continue to grow Oh wow that that is that is awesome. Have you have you bundled that for any other or uh, like any other niches or industries? I mean, as, or is it just because that's your background that makes sense? I haven't bundled it for other niches, but uh, it's something that it's an opportunity that is in front of us. We just you know got into other opportunities to provide more value to our existing audience mm-hmm. with more software, other softwares to physical therapists. So instead of trying to go too wide, we tried to focus narrow and sort of go vertical, go deep and provide more value to the existing audience you know yeah yeah no that de- well definitely i i just think because it's been so many years i wasn't sure if I, at this point you were like well let's let's see if we can take this change physical therapist to fill yeah. in the blank doctor or fill in the blank you know niche industry here and boom like you just hit you know home run. <laughs> you know something that that would make sense and that is an opportunity we need to explore to be honest so it's something we just we just need to make time for you know yeah oh i yeah i know time is always always against us um so so nitin how, how did your family take it first when you you decided to to immigrate to america at uh, so my mom was against it because you know she was like oh how's my son going to manage in you know a new place and this and that my brother was supportive and my father was also supportive um so i think overall they just trusted me to do the right thing and uh, you know i forged my own path i was fortunate to have that kind of family you know that was supportive as opposed to holding you back cuz sometimes you know family can work both ways right it can be supportive and some family members can quite frankly hold you back 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot of times it's their own fear, right? That creeps into to what they, you know, their fear of what it's going to be for you, and and the fear of maybe of their own personal failures that they have Correct. experienced in life, and and the experience that they've had. Um, exactly. For better, for worse. But look, and Andrew, uh, uh, Joe, someone who starts their own business is fundamentally looking to provide something different. And so that different is always is always associated with risk, uh, with with uncertainty. And then you're right. If someone is is scared of risk and uncertainty, then you know, business isn't for them. But uh, I think as an entrepreneur, as a you know, as as a dreamer, I I like the I like how you use the word dreamers. As a dreamer, you dream because you want a better future, right? And you imagine a better future. So. Um, Others have to dream with you, or if they can't dream with you, then they cannot be a part of your dream. I I would agree. I would totally agree. Now, uh, so your hobby that you do outside of running uh, very successful businesses is uh, playing with your your two year old son. I, I can I can relate to. I have a, a one and a half uh, year old daughter, and it's it's, it's a the lot best of fun. Age, isn't it? It's an amazing. It's amazing. It is. It is. What, what, yes. What's some of the things that you you enjoy uh, getting to do? Reading to him, um, just 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 playing with him, uh, taking him swimming. Those are you know simple things that tend to give me a lot of personal satisfaction. But uh, lately, Joe, he seems to have not only found my iPhone, but figured out how to use my iPhone, which now means that I'm chopped liver. Which now means that as long as he gets the iPhone, the world ceases to exist. You, if you, if you're not there already, you'll get there. Well, we're, we're we are there. She she finds it and she just starts swiping it and and doing things and playing with the Elmo app because um, we got one of those uh, tickle me Elmos that like connects the app. It's actually pretty inter- neat how it interacts with the phone and the games and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is too much too much too much screen time is what's going on right now and uh, you know uh, you know what that's a, that's what i call a first world problem joe it's it's not you know my i know definitively that my son and you know you probably know definitively that your daughter is not going to go through the kind of struggle that we went through every generation usually enjoys a higher quality of life and uh, less struggle but i honestly think that you know when they struggle, that's where they—that's how they become tougher, you know. If if my son gets everything handed to him as he grows, if he doesn't have to worry about, you know, a single thing all the way through to, if he wants a car, he gets a car. If he go, wants to go to college, he, you know, I pay for his college. If if he gets everything he wants, I believe it's only going to hurt him in the long term. And uh, so I think that kids should have to, you know, do chores. Uh, understand the value of money, sort of do a lot of things that put them in a position that uh, you know they they become they become you know more responsible. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, I mean, I grew up in the the sweat box of my my family's uh, warehouse, and mm-hmm. uh, starting at the age of six, you know, sweeping floors and counting inventory and things of that nature. So I I, I do understand, and uh, and while I think at the time as a kid, I I, I felt you know maybe a little. Um, sour to the idea because i was like missing out on getting to you know just run around and be a kid but uh you know i i it is it is what it is and and to a certain extent i did enjoy it because i did get paid a little bit of money uh to to do those things and 
and it and it 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 opened my world up to a lot of um other people's and experiences that I wouldn't have ever had the opportunity to, to otherwise. So I, I'd agree. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Um, so I just want to remind everyone that they're listening to the Dreamers podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Pardo, and I am having an awesome conversation with Nidin Choda. And I almost said dad. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you you were great, Joe. I appreciate the opportunity. You know, I, I, I think. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you no, saying go something? ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Joe, I was saying that um, I think everyone listening if if i had to take all of my life's experiences about uh, about business and sort of distill it into you know 30 seconds i would say that if you want to be a business owner be prepared for the highs and the lows surround yourself with people whether it's family members who support you or business coaches that you have to pay to be around you know surround yourself with people who can always give you feedback to drive you to the next level because that is so so crucial and number three, um, always be prepared to change and adapt because the business world is changing so, so rapidly. I mean, um, you know, social media is one thing. The way you communicate with clients is another thing. I think consumer behavior is actually changing and evolving. I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my businesses is Total Activation. And we can talk about that real quick if you want to, Joe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Total Activation is is a, is a, is a philosophy that involves, you know, healthy living. Uh, we call it the EPSSI principle, emotional, physical, social, spiritual, and intellectual wellness. But more importantly, total activation includes products, skincare and nutritional supplements that work in synergy with each other. So um, basically, um, you know, with the total activation product line, we get a lot of calls from our clients who are generally tend to be above the age of 40, 50. And they say, um, you know, is this auto ship? If I buy one, so you're going to automatically start shipping to me. So for us, that was an aha moment because, you know, five years ago, nobody was thinking like that. Now the consumer has been conditioned to like, whoa, I ordered once and you're sending me stuff and keep billing my card. Consumer behavior changes. So we actually have to express, you know, come out and say, we don't, we never auto ship. You buy as you need it, stuff like that. So I think it's important to learn and adapt. So again, you know, long story short, um, always, always be prepared for anything. One, two, surround yourself with the right people and our business coaches. And three, uh, be prepared to adapt and evolve as the market changes, as, as you know, technology changes. Very, very important, you know. Absolutely. Email used to be such, email used to be such an awesome way to communicate, but now people are inundated with email. So, you know, um, the, you, you need to do different things to reach out to your audience, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to diversify there. Um, and and speaking of the lows, uh, what's been the biggest roadblock for you in your business? Um, finding the right people to fill the right positions. Uh, because there's a lot of good people, but you need the right person doing the right thing in your company so that you can grow. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. Yeah, because it's not always a... Things aren't always a great fit, you know. It's just because they're they're good at one thing doesn't mean they're going to be great at another thing, and mm -hmm. um, and they have to enjoy it too. And and that's um you know one of those things where like with this show like I I don't poo poo the idea of people getting jobs or doing what it is to 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 make it whatever they want, but they but I do poo poo the idea of doing something that you hate, um, sure. at least for an extended period of time, and. Uh, 
you know, so it's important that they, that they have a confidence level in the job that you're providing with them and that um, they, you know, want to show up and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So so what's one of the ways that you overcome that and, and, and uh, work through to figure out, like, who's the best fit, like the best <laughs> position player for your team? I think our hiring process is very simple. It's also uh, it's a good one. I mean, we sim- whenever we put out an ad, uh, someone reaches out to us. We simply say, "Hey, send us an email telling us the last time you made someone smile." Boom. That's it. That's a job. That's a stage one of the job interview. Ninety-five percent of the time, we get emails with people who just send us their resumes. So we do something with those emails, which is radical which is unprecedented. We just delete those emails <laughs> because we actually want to get responses from individuals who A, understand our company culture because we describe our culture in the ad. B, prove to us that they can follow instructions because you know that's what we said. Send us an email telling us the last time you made someone smile. And C, uh, who sort of display their own personality, who display their own quirkiness with us because we know they'll be a good fit. Uh, that then becomes, uh, you know, uh, sort of, uh, I would say all my employees who are with me have answered that question before they ended up working with us. I don't have a single employee who sent us a resume and who we, we even spent five minutes with because we don't care about resumes. We actually don't even care about references. We care about how well we get along and then we make a judgment call based on uh, whether you'll be a good fit for us. And I would say in most cases, that's worked out well for us. That That is awesome. I, I, I love that. And I think uh, anybody listening who, who has that problem of like that fear of hiring people, that fear of because like nobody wants to do that hiring process. And I always remind, especially some of my friends who are like, I put out all these resumes and, and no one's getting back to me. And I'm like, dude, no one wants to go through the hiring process, not even HR people. Like no one wakes up. It's like, I can't wait to do this job like <laughs> do or do this task, this specific thing. Right. Nobody Correct. wants to do that. And that's why it takes so long. And and th- especially if like a position doesn't actually exist yet. Um, you know, those types of things end up falling onto the laps of people that, especially if it's a business owner and they don't have an HR person yet, like they don't want to go through resumes. They don't want to go through all that trouble. So I think having that, that message of like, what's really important to me and to, to our culture that I could just ask a simple question what is that simple question? And then ask sure. it and then be like, oh, well, if you can't even answer that, well, first off, you didn't follow instructions. So that's okay. not going to be a good fit. And then what's the answer? And then that's a lot shorter for you to read, like probably 140 characters worth of text than like a whole resume. And who even knows if the resume is real? <laughs> I could see, they could be saying they went or did anything or worked for anybody. Um, so so I, I love that. Now, Nidin. I, this is the dreamers podcast. So I always ask, what was your childhood dream growing up? Honestly, to just run my own business and uh, be my own boss. I I didn't know what the business would be at the time, but I just wanted to be my own boss, Joe. Well, I mean, and, and that you have, you, you are definitely uh, your own boss. I mean, it's, it's funny. That 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 phrase is, is always been funny to me because 
being your own boss isn't really about being your own boss because the cycle starts over and the customers become the, your boss, right? The market Correct. becomes your boss. Um, there was like, Oh, it must be nice to, you know, be the boss or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, it, it is, but there's still like, if the customers down here, you know, uh, on the food chain, um, if they start going away or not, you know, being receptive to what you're doing up top and, and throughout the, the whole totem pole, it, it you know, it, that's the thing. It's just, it's a cycle and people don't always get that. Um, <laughs> they just think, Oh, it's, it must be nice to own your own business and be the boss. It's like, yes, but but aside from the, all the people you got under working under you, you still mm-hmm. have the most important people on like all the way under you, which is the the, the customers. Correct. The ground That's in which true. you build on. That's true. So That's true. There's a lot of ongoing work, you know, in a business. Yeah, yeah, there there, there is, and and that's the thing is. Um, a lot of times a lot of business owners get stuck in working in their business rather than on. And we talked a little bit about that earlier of like, Hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be running tech support forever and ever. Cause you're never going to be able to grow up past that. If, if nobody right. can be trained to do that thing, then maybe you just aren't charging enough to do that thing Correct. to help you grow the business. Um, cause it's that specialized, but chances are, that's probably not the case. Or at least, you, you know, then you look at like tiered, like, hey, it's level one, then there's level two, and now you can become level three, and it's like you're the highest, like, place is on fire, and I need, you know, the, the, I got to get level three tech, which is the, the owner. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. So with, with that said, what do your dreams for the future look like? Honestly, just building existing businesses, our number one focus right now is total activation, um joe i'd like to uh you know if any of your visitors visit our website at totalactivation.com and if they if they're interested in any of our products they can send us a message mention your name and we'll give them a discount code for any of our products if they want any business advice they can mention your name ask for me and my team will forward that message to me and i'm sure you know i promise i will get back uh to your to your listeners and help them in any way i can it may not be right away but i will help my my goal, honestly, is to just, uh, you know, grow the existing business, which is Total Activation at TotalActivation.com. And at the same time, just, uh, you know, uh, continue to um, continue to help entrepreneurs grow as best as they can. Well, that that is that is awesome. And I do appreciate that. And I know that my my listeners definitely appreciate that. Um, so with that said, let's how else can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, just visit TotalActivation.com, send us a message through the Contact Us page, and uh, we'll be happy to help you with that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. So before we get going, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? As a business owner, uh, make sure that um, you have some sort of financial reserve. Uh, You've got to have enough money for advertising, enough money to hire people who can help you grow. So, or, you know, run your business on credit cards like I did in the very beginning. If you have good credit, you can actually get credit cards with 0% interest for eight months, nine months, 10 months, but be good with money management because if you're not good with money management, you're going to look at the bank account and you're going to be like, "Uh oh, I can't pay my bills. And that's how businesses die. So make sure you're good with money management because uh, if you're, if you're good with it, you know, you can, you can sort of. One plus one plus one equals five, you know, with money. You can string together three credit cards or take bank loans if you have to. But make sure you've got enough cash flow to keep growing your business because once the business starts to turn, 
once you find that sweet spot where you're now getting more customers, where you know that if you put in a dollar in advertising, you get back $2 in revenue. Once you hit that sweet spot, that's how businesses grow from, you know, 50,000 a year to 5 million, 10 million a year. So hang in there, have some financial reserves, be good with money management. It, and you know, money management is is definitely a tough thing. It's it's what a lot of people struggle with, whether both both rich and poor, right? It doesn't it's pretty indiscriminate. The problems are at a different magnitude, I guess, for those who have more money. It, it hey, they say more money, more problems, and uh, in my experience, that has that is definitely the case. Hmm. Um. Yep. So, well, thank you so much, Nitin, for taking the time to come here on the Dreamers podcast today. I really, really appreciate it. Listen, my pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity, Joe. And like I said, if any of your listeners uh, want, a, uh, want a discount on our products, they can send us a message through TotalActivation.com. If any of them want have some questions on, you know, on business, or entrepreneurship, they can message us and mention your name and we'll make sure we take care of them, you know. Well, thank you so much. Um, okay. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Dreamers podcast, uh, you know you don't. You can leave a review; that would be awesome. Um, but really, what all I want you to do is just share it with a friend. That's it. You know, <laughs> reach out to someone else that you think could really benefit from the information that Nidin's laid here for for all of us or any of the previous guests of over three hundred episodes. Uh, just. Just share it with a friend. That's all that I ask. You, you know, reviews would be nice, but we have like over a hundred and fifteen of those or something like that. It's fine. I, I'm great. Reviews are wonderful, but but really, just take the time to share it with a friend. I, I really would appreciate it. And thank you again so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity, Joe. I hope we can do this again sometime in the future. Absolutely, I would love to to record in the near future and uh, and check up and see how everything's going for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.